welcome to Behind the Curtain. So welcome, Ms. Angela Talker. Welcome, welcome. So uh, can you first just tell us a little bit about your background as a filmmaker? Oh, my background as a filmmaker. Uh, See, you didn't know that was coming. Well, uh, I mean, I feel like I've been a storyteller my whole life, like most people, really. I mean, a lot of people are, but uh, it really wasn't until... um, uh, I went to film school. I think that I felt like I was really a film filmmaker. Uh, I went to grad school for film at Columbia and I'd been studying theater for a long time uh, and wanted to better understand how to make films. So I decided to go to film school. And after, after taking classes there, I start, I became an intern at a documentary production company called Big Mouth Productions and was there for many years, just kind of, producing and just working in various ways on different documentaries and then eventually directed my own documentary called Asexual, which is about people who experience no sexual attraction, sort of this growing community. So that was my first feature documentary. But, you know, I'd been wanting to make fiction films, so I just started making short films. And, uh, you know, making I'd make a short film, I'd submit it into a festival, and I'd learn my craft, and it's just, you know by doing more and more and more of those that was eventually I started to have enough confidence to um to try to make a feature which I shot my first feature here in Baton Rouge called All Styles um and then the rest is history awesome 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 so um do you think that it's important for someone who loves a genre like we do to be the one making um these movies, these Christmas movies? And if so, why? Oh, that's so interesting. Um, So I think that it's a lot easier to make the movies if you love the genre, but there are plenty of people who don't love the genre who make these movies, you know? I think as a director, especially because I co-wrote this movie and directed it, it would be very challenging to do that if I didn't love the genre. Me personally, there's a lot of genres that I'm, I know I'm not really necessarily suited to direct. And so, um, so I, I, in my head, I'm just like, well, you know, I'm not necessarily as interested in working those genres, but you know, I, I think as a writer director, it will make your life easier. You'll be happier if you love the genre. Um, but I think people who work in different roles, like in wardrobe, set design, even cinematography, they don't have to necessarily love the genre, but they need to understand the genre. They have to mm. understand what it is and what it isn't. And there are rules to right. to how you make these movies. And some networks have like very specific rules. Well, they'll say, you know, the age old rule people hear all the time. There has to be like some kind of red or green in every frame. Like that's a rule that you hear. Do you um, know that before you told me that I didn't notice yeah. And then yeah. now I can't unsee it. <laughs> Not everybody requires this, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't even know if Hallmark, I know for sure Lifetime does where it's, you know, they're, they want red or green in every frame. Um, and there's, but there's a lot of leeway. You get really creative after a certain point in terms of how you show that. Cause you don't want it to be people running. Everyone in every scene is wearing like a different shade. Cause not for me, there's a lot of shades of green I don't like. Right. So uh, it definitely requires me to sit down and think about what are the shades of green I like? <laughs> shades of red I like. Okay. Do they ever get specific with the rules? Like 
there's always the red dress reveal. There's mm-hmm, the red dress mm-hmm. and then there's the red coat. Do they tell you that you got to do that? Or um, like, I'm always looking for the red coat. Look, I love wardrobe and I love color, but you know, there's always like the red dress reveal and the red coat. And I look for that in every movie. Do they tell you that kind of detail or that's just kind of something that people understand is, are they doing it for people like me? Who are looking well, for? there always is like the very fancy dress reveal moment like that's right. a big um of course moment and it in ours it's not a red dress but um yeah you know it's uh and I, I think part of that is also you know I'm in directing you know Keisha and I Pulliam she's been in a bunch of these movies and so I think we have yep. a little more leeway you know uh but um because also I think red and green when you're looking at it against brown skin it's a different right. thing absolutely white skin so uh yeah. so there does need to be like the reveal of like the very fancy dress and there's like a lot made of the dress uh, right i don't think it necessarily has to be red but most of the time it is you know and gotcha, also gotcha. if you have that dress be red then it's doing then red is in every frame and then you don't have to worry about it is the other secret oh, <laughs> whereas if somebody's that. wearing white or something like no one would be wearing black you know that's not really in like the big dress reveal moment right exactly um, um that's not a thing i yeah, get that's, that that's not a that's thing. not holiday no that's not uh, holiday. that doesn't bring it doesn't bring magic i get mm-hmm. it i get it um okay so you are not just a director you're a co-writer and mm-hmm. what was that experience like for you like writing with somebody else um, well, definitely want to shout out Elise Murray, who uh, oh, co-wrote yes. the uh, script with me. Uh, so a little bit of the background is that um, uh, Daniel Lewis from Evergreen Productions and Elise, they together pitched Lifetime kind of a very like a, an idea of wanting to uh, make a film about a black family, New Orleans and there was a, a treatment that Elise had done, which was talking about her uh, being kind of some baking icon, but there wasn't kind of specifics as to what she did. And then when I was brought on, you know, Elise had done a lot of thinking about the family and I sort of came in and, you know, immediately, I, I think it's important to say that Elise is white and I'm black um, mm-hmm. because, you know, when Elise was thinking about the family, she's coming from, she's bringing the perspective she brings, which is she's a, an experienced writer. She's written many films for both Hallmark and Lifetime. And so um, she brings this kind of understanding of the craft, understanding of what these channels want. She also writes like romance novels. So so there's also just kind of a, a way that people need to speak in certain key moments that she just like can do in her sleep. It's very impressive. And what I brought is, you know, um, being black and having like an understanding of the kind of authenticity that I wanted to bring to the family and having the family be um, rooted in in New Orleans and in being a black family. One of the things I noticed about a lot of holiday movies that I saw in the beginning of black people being in them was they were clearly scripts that were written for white people that then were cast with black people. Right. Right. And so, and nothing was changed in the script once they put black people in them, even down to like the names that there are these names that you're like, there is no black person called that. Nowhere in that world. (laughs) You know, there is like, um, so I, I specifically was 
was excited to be able to write this because it's coming from a black perspective from the very beginning. Right. And so, you know, and so with that process, Elise and I brought different things to the script and, you know, could kind of go back and forth. Um, and also the, our film features Loretta Brown, who's played by um, Patty LaBelle. Patty and she's, the queen. I know Patty. Miss Patty. Patty, you have to call her Miss Patty. You don't have to, Miss Patty. You kind of do have to call her Miss Patty. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you know, with Loretta, uh, this is you know, she's based on a real person, uh, Loretta Harrison, who uh, so created cool. Loretta's Pralines here in New Orleans, and um, you know, she is, I think, the first Black woman to have sort of a candy shop in New Orleans. And uh, her Pauline shop was right near our office. And our producer, Misty Tally, was like, you know, we should stop by there. It's a really cool shop. And so we went there and met Loretta and immediately knew that we needed to not just incorporate you know, the company and the idea of the company, we wanted to film there, but ultimately we weren't able to, um, but her story, we wanted to incorporate her story into the film. Um, one I thing actually that. that is, uh, another fun fact about the film is that my mom is named Loretta too. I knew that so, I was going to bring that up. I love it. So it was like a nice opportunity to honor my mom. Right. And Loretta Harrison from Loretta's Pralines. Um, yep. as well. So um, I went kind of all over the place there, but it, it, it for me, it was just because I have a documentary film background, I realized that it's really important for me to have aspects of films that are based in reality in some way, right. even in a holiday, like a romance holiday movie. Well, because it, it adds authenticity. You can feel mm -hmm. it. You can feel it when you watch it. Um, I mean, New Orleans is like the favorite city it's one of the few cities that are its own can be its own character in a movie um and i think you do a really great job of bringing in all of the different um the diversity as we're talking about it into into this um into this movie i do want to mention there was something really cool that i i loved is that i'm um, again not giving a lot away but the best friend and roommate of uh, Keisha Knight-Pulliam. And we'll talk about the fact that she's starring in it with um, her husband, Brad James, but her best friend is Jewish and it is a part of the movie. And I'd love to talk to you about, you know, that as a, as a choice because uh, you didn't have to put that in. That's not a thing. So what can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, this is one of those things that I can't remember how it happened how it happened first. <laughs> i think so i think that elise wrote her that way um when i like i think she elise had imagined her that way and i was really excited because you know i'm born and raised in new york city like most of my white friends are jewish right <laughs> it's just in new york city your white friends are mainly jewish right so um i was really excited to be able to incorporate hanukkah into the piece as well um, and, you know, it also when we were casting, we, I was really clear that I wanted a Jewish actress to play this part because sometimes people have people play Jewish who aren't Jewish. And I think it's really important because Hanukkah is another thing that's barely sort of represented, um, during the holiday season. Yeah. In the holiday season. 
agree. To have a Jewish actress. And she brought so much to the film. She's great. She is just like so quirky and hilarious. Her energy was fab. She's so yeah. great. And also, you know, I mean, the interesting thing about the, the, this process is that, you know, this, the, we were a little under time. So my script supervisor and the script supervisor is the person who kind of just like makes sure everything in the frame looks okay. She also times the scenes to make sure that, you know, the scenes are not too long, not too short. Um, right. You know, one day said to me, you're like a little under time. And when you're under time, like you gotta fill it with something right uh so i thought i'm gonna give talisa that's the actress a little more to do and then we can stick it in there so i um so i just told her (laughs) you're obsessed with um miss lorda and oh you're not acting you're obsessed with patty labelle and um so um in giving her those beats (laughs) that really allowed for um that added to the time as well uh i love that yeah yeah i was so that she, was such a fun she really like uh she's she's very she's hilarious i'm so she was I'm so she was a find it was a great it was a great addition i'm sorry for choking mm-hmm. <clears throat> because that's what i do when i'm on a podcast i would i'm gonna choke um so you have some really great amazing stars and yes. i know that i'm not the only one wondering how did you pull that off how did that happen? I just want to point out, she's got Keisha Knight-Pulliam. She's got Brad James, who is Keisha Knight-Pulliam's husband. She's got Tim Reed, who's a legend. Mm-hmm. And she has Miss Patty, Miss Patty LaBelle. How, how, how does that happen? I mean, first of all, it's incredible for like my first right? know, holiday movie to get these kinds of people. I mean, I'm totally spoiled. Like I'm, <laughs> I was thinking I'm like, what am I, how am I going to top this? Uh, but, um, so Keisha and Brad were really before me, like Lifetime really kind of wanted to make something with Keisha and Brad, you know, I mean, Keisha and then, you know, so, um, so it started there. Then she was sort of paired with, you know, like Daniel's production company and I came with that. And so it was like, so Keisha's been on from the beginning. She's a producer on the film. Uh, mm. So that, and having somebody like Keisha in the film also makes different kinds of people interested in being in it, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, so you, you have that. And then uh, for Patty and Tim, that's lifetime. I mean, we, we shared the script with them and they were just like, you know, we, we were kind of brainstorming about who could play these roles. And uh, and it's funny because <laughs> they know all the people. So it's pretty much like, um, yeah, well, whoever you think. And they're like, what do you think about Patti LaBelle? And it's like, uh, sure. Right. Like, <laughs> what am I going to say? No, <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know how I feel. Yeah. And then, say, heck, yeah. Yeah. And then Tim Reed has been in a bunch of Lifetime films. So, yeah. you know, I think it's people that they have relationships with that they, you know, think could be great for it. And so um, and then, you know, our EP, Whoopi Goldberg, that's just uh, random. I'm sorry. Say that sentence again. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Who? Our EP, Whoopi Goldberg, is completely random. And Lifetime showed her the movie. She really liked it. And she wanted to be on board to just sort of help. Um get more people to get see it, it get it out there and make it happen okay yeah. well i actually think just you know i know you're my bestie but 
um, that says something about what you were able to create, right? So um, I'm so proud of you. One thing I do want to say, looping this back to this representation question is, I do think that um, because there's so few holiday films that are really anchored like in the black community in this way, I think that also is part of the reason why we were able to get the talent that we could, Mm. you know, I, because, you know, there's so few strong projects. And so you actually have access to a different caliber of person than you might, if, if, you know, there were a lot more. Um, So it's kind of a tricky thing, right? Where, um, you know, I definitely want to see people are just hungry and black actors are hungry to work more. So, right. um, so that definitely yeah. played a role in the kinds of people that we were able to get. Right. And I, but I also think that there's a, like, there's this kind of like feeding loop of, you know, you'll see celebrities make these TV movies and it gets a lot of eyes it really makes an impact and then others will see like wow people really do care about this people really do like this genre people really care about you know us during the holidays and want to see that and I think it just you know more and more say you know what I could do a holiday movie why Mm -hmm. not and I I mean and I love that I love that you're you are a part of that so I can see that where um how we are in time but I have I have a I have a question Mm -hmm. okay um, what did you find out about making this movie that you were surprised to find out and that you're happy that, you know, younger you didn't know? Oh, about making so You didn't the- know I was going to ask. Yes. Yeah. Um, gosh. Uh, because again, you're, you know, it's called behind the curtain. You've, you've mm-hmm. seen, you've seen how it works. You've seen stuff. Well, I mean, just, uh, one thing to know, and, uh, you know, everybody that we talk to about this is going to say it. This say schedule it, for these it. movies is crazy, crazy. Like, we shot really? this movie in, I always forget if it's 14 or 15 days, but not enough time. Uh, <laughs> not enough time. Uh, so that's just, it's just, uh, that's why whenever, you know, I hear people sort of be kind of flip about uh, like these movies are easy to make you're like <laughs> okay they are not it is a skill that is that is a that is a that is a hardcore skill to be able to yeah. pull off that movie in that yeah. amount of time it's a lot of people i you know i want to shout out my dp matt bell he did an amazing job um and uh you know i'm so happy with it's how it beautiful with how it looks and also it is beautiful lighting brown skin well again and art slow clap um yeah. I mean, I think that uh, I, you know, I, in making this film, I was reminded of how family is who you choose and that mm-hmm. sort of theme of, um, of, of that is something that I realized is how I've lived my life. And when I see the movie, I feel really proud of that. Um, I feel I feel proud, really proud of all that the movie is about and says. And you know, it's kind of something that I know I'll look back on and feel really proud of. And I think you know, you should. Um, young younger me will feel that way as well. Um, so I don't know. I only have like good feelings about the whole thing. Uh, 
And, uh, you know, I mean, the whole thing sort of is beyond all of my uh, wildest dreams, all of my Well, I'm, I'm super proud of you. I think what you did was great. I think um, that people are going to be watching it more than once. And um, and they should because it's fun. It's It's got all of the stuff that we um, – that – that we love and um so congratulations now um again the movie comes out on december 3rd do you want to just tell the audience what the movie is about oh, by yeah. the way because you know how i feel about that so yes, exactly all right <laughs> i always have a funny time talking about the movie because when you make it you think about it as a whole thing but um, right so a new orleans noel is about um this woman, Grace Hill, who gets an assignment. She's an architect. There's a lot of architects this year on the it holiday It is movies. a sexy, <laughs> Just, sexy know. job. That's why. You know, whatever. She's an architect. And she gets an assignment by sort of this mysterious woman, um, uh, Loretta Brown, who uh, wants her to redo her house. And she finds out that she um, is going to be doing the job with Loretta Brown's husband. Oh, my God. With Loretta Brown's <laughs> Uh, grandson. Oh my there god! There we go. Her <laughs> grandson, um, Anthony, and um, and so Who Grace and played Anthony. by Brad James. Yeah, yes, that's what it was in my head. I was thinking Brad James' husband. Um, anyway, Grace and Anthony have to try to build this house together, right? And, and they have a past, um, and they have a past. Uh, so shenanigans ensue. Also, right. Loretta has her own flirtation. Um, with a man as well. So I, I'm, sure I'm all does. about the, the older love story. As oh, well. we both are. That is going to be in another episode, but yes. we love the um, older love. It's, a, yeah. it's sometimes even cooler than the young one. So oh, yeah. Yeah. that's so real. So, um, so there's a lot of, and, and it's set in New Orleans. There's yes. a lot of uh, New Orleans tradition stuff and just New Orleans beauty in the film. Yes. Uh so it is. I, it's, you know, it's I want really to make a love, a love letter to New Orleans. I'm not originally from New Orleans, but have I have that. been living there for you have. I know they get you now. now so. I get it. Mm-hmm. You have um, to say that. New Orleanians are, they, they watch the movie and they're like, this is cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Angela, thank you so much for our first episode of Behind the Curtain. Um, we're so happy to learn all of this. And um, I'm, we're super proud of you. I'm super proud of you. So um, uh, we are going to wrap this up as we've been here for um, a bit. So, you know, I just want to end by saying um, thank you for listening and go, go, go and watch. There's so many. Again, there's at least 160 something new Christmas movies this year alone. Um, so go and enjoy and um, let us know what you think because we're definitely going to be talking about it. Um, and how can they talk to us, Angela? How can they let us know? Well, let us know what you think. We'd love to get your feedback on the show, yes. anything you want us to talk about. Yes. Uh, we're on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook. It's the number four, The Love of Tinsel. YouTube, subscribe to us and head to our website for theloveoftinsel.com. And thank you so much. Thank you. So I'm just going to quickly uh, thank some amazing people. I want to d- thank our producer, Dwayne Prefume, um, our logo designer, Kara Morehouse from BlueWindmail.com, and Nika Troy, our production assistant. Thanks, and see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.